0: Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Commencing Garage Logic
1: segment
0: number one. You are... You're...
2: I am not... The new guy you remember where those buttons are it and took to me a while to stuff? tidy up in here <laughs> Get the studio the way i like it you are not the new guy but i'm glad you're back
0: it uh i got a lot of stuff it's you know good. when you're gone and you're the mayor all that all the mail from the constituents piles up certainly does there's no stop there's no off button for the mayor i got a nice uh letter from uh danny in alexandria virginia hmm. Longtime listener dan uh, Daniel Johnson. He sent me a four-year-old piece out of Road and Track magazine that I, he thought I would enjoy about an old part shop, so thank you. Oh, nice. And then uh, from the uh, Gumption County Historical Society, yes, I received a nice book about the Old West from Chester, whose last name was obliterated by the scotch tape he had to use to uh, bundle oh. up the package, but it's from Chester from the Gumption County Historical Society. Thank okay. you, Chester. Thank you. All right, everything all right? Everything's great. Eighty six, friend. The town uh oh and Tom Combs, our uh, our ER doc friend. Yeah. Uh his third book is out in a suspense thriller series featuring the emergency physician and medical researcher Drake Cody. Uh-huh. It's called Wrongful Death. Tom, you gotta look- send it to me and then we'll get it on the uh we'll get it on the author's corner.
2: You can you can learn a lot from uh from Dr. Combs. All right. The
0: cave rescue.
2: I can't. I can't follow it. How do you mean?
0: It is. It's. it's I can't look. I can't. I, just kill me. I. I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't be able to have survived that. the The claustrophobia of the swim that they have to take would be beyond my comprehension. It's, this is a miracle we're witnessing.
2: Uh, it really is. And I, uh, yesterday or whatever, the day before, when we learned that four of these. Uh, young men were were escorted out and they they were It's beyond belief. Yeah, they were told to be the weakest ones. Yeah. I looked at my kid, oldest kid, and said wouldn't you kind of go uh, oh, I really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I gotta go first. <laughs> but yeah, this
0: is amazing. A thousand people are involved in this rescue operation.
2: Five hours in, five hours out.
0: See, now you're gonna have to help me because I I quite literally can't I can read about it, but I can't look at the schematics or any of the video. Okay. I, I it, it just, it's beyond the pale. It's just, uh, but what I did do is I went back to the beginning of the story. Okay. Which goes back to about June 24th. Yes. And what we have here, aside from the miracle, is man, people. Right. Man's failure to acknowledge His relationship with nature If you go back to the very Beginning of the story and this point has been Lost given the Extravagant nature of The rescue <clears throat> and boy I thought America had the Cracker Jack seals
2: and we do But these tie seals must be Incredible too yeah well we unfortunately we Lost that one but these guys are They I'm, got pairs God, how big how can They even fit the through even there fit through the, the,
0: They got units they got Swimsuit area is so big, I can't imagine they can get through those. (laughs) Now, you're going to help me. Are some of the openings 15 inches in diameter? That can't be. You couldn't get through it. Um, they got to be bigger than that.
2: I, I, I don't know about each and every one, but what I read, yes, some of them are extremely tight. And not to mention, they have to keep their neck above because of the oxygen. This is called the Tham
0: Luang Cave. Uh, It's a noted cave in northern Thailand, and it's, let's go back to the beginning and call this what it is, A, a miracle, Yes, but B, man's failure to understand his relationship with nature. There's a big sign at the entrance to the cave. Yep. Don't go in here during the rainy season. Right. They went in during the rainy season. The coach, God bless him, apparently he's done a wonderful job of keeping the spirits up to these kids. He'll probably end up being prosecuted. Or maybe not. Maybe the, the miraculous nature of it will end up uh, overshadowing the fact that they should never have gone in in the first
2: place. Mm, that's what I was debating over whether he'll be in. I, I'm sure. It
0: started raining virtually the minute they went in there. Turn around.
2: Right. And that far in. Oh, God Almighty. It, you know, to pop your head in the cave and go, Pretty cool in here, huh? Let's get out of here.
0: Here. Thom Luang Nang Nan is a karstic cave complex beneath Doi Nang Nan, a mountain range on the border between Thailand and Myanmar. The system is 6.2 miles long and has many deep recesses, narrow passages, and tunnels winding under hundreds of meters of limestone strata. Since part of the cave system is seasonally flooded, a sign advising against entering the cave during the raining season is posted at the entrance. Well, that's July to November. They went in pretty damn close to uh close to july uh I don't know where Rook went. Oh, you're right there, oh uh. Since part of the cave system is seasonally flooded, a sign advising against entering the caves during the rainy season is posted at the entrance. Well, okay. Uh, Man's losing sight of his relationship with nature.
2: Oh Yes, but when you have that, when you're responsible for those boys.
0: You've lost sight of your responsibility and understanding of nature. You're in one of the rainiest parts of the world. Right. And you're going to take these guys in there? I, uh, again, the miracle is. The building? miracle is overshadowing the mistake. The miracle is over I hope they all get out. Mm-hmm. They got what? Four guys to go in the coach.: Yes. How long does the rescue of an
2: individual take? Ten hours. Uh, the trip takes 10 hours. So they five in, five out, two seals. On either side of the of the young man guiding the oh, yes God. Oh, my and God. so then they go you know, in the he's in the that boys in the middle, and it's five what's well, five hours to get out mother like that. of God. Well, brave kids too, huh i i, uh, I would be uh, I don't think I would be that I would brave. be uh, I would be crying for my mama.
0: I, well, I've heard you know God knows the news gathering uh, industry is is really strong on this story as they should be. And so I've heard expert after expert, among them, a psychologist saying, this is about the right age for a guy to, to be able to handle this. Wow. You know, and, and maybe overcome whatever trauma it will leave. But they've lost sight of night and day. They, yeah, that's- they, they've lost sight of what time it is. They've long since lost sight of night and day and what time it is. So I'm I, I, I imagine there's a recovery period that will be associated with their uh, their survival above ground, their their eyesight will be uh, uh, held questionable, or could be in in question. Right.
2: Well, yeah, you can't uh, don't shine a bright light or put them out in the sun. Wow, but you're right that the trip back that five hours, or when they say you need to look up because uh, you can't keep you know you need your oxygen level, you're up to your neck in water. Oh no, no, see now now you're helping me some more. I would have assumed. Uh, Apparently
0: incorrectly Aren't they uh, swimming out with scuba Tanks
2: what I understood Is due to some Of the drilling uh, that They've done uh, to get air Pockets in there and Taking out billions of Gallons of water is what I heard that Lowered the level a little bit initially Yes they were to be scuba diving And that uh, that did not Work from the reports that I've read Uh
0: it's, well, listeners can, obviously, listeners are aware of this story and can correct any. But tanks of oxygen are stored along the route. Yes. I And I, I made the assumption that those were scuba tanks.
2: I would imagine any oxygen tank has to have, you know, the it's got to be firm enough to hold the oxygen and not, you know, puncture. So, yeah, big clumsy tanks, and I don't know how they... Those could probably go underwater if there's a little more room to get them through.
0: I'm quickly looking through the the one story I printed on it. Uh,
2: But it's still, you're right, it's it's a miracle as to what they've pulled. It's a miracle that they were found. Because when I first saw this, it wasn't like the Chilean miners. When they started talking about rising water levels and the rainy season, I thought, oh no, this is completely tragic. Remember
0: when we called one of those Chilean miners?
2: I do. The guy was
0: weird. Well, he was, uh, he was the guy who, when he came up, the wife and the girlfriend were waiting for him. Remember oh, yeah. We talked to
2: him. And yeah, there was a little controversy. And he there. was
0: very, uh, very agitated on the phone. He kept, telling, uh, he kept saying, will you hold, please?
2: Yeah. Oh, the he translator guy for saying, him. Will you yes. hold, please? Yeah, yeah. I remember had, that. Had to keep turning around. And what was it? A Chilean miners. Said, well, those were the Chilean miners. Chile. Will you hold, please? Can you hold, please? You I should remember that. Maybe you should find that. I, wonder I if can it, track that down. That? Yeah, we can track that down. Uh, and, and it a, that was a national emerge, an international emergency. And you know
0: what paper does the best uh, on this uh, cave rescue story? Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. The schematics are incredible. And that's where I got the idea they were using scuba tanks because it looked to me like they the, di- the the seals had to swim underwater to get to where these guys are. Yeah. Well, Every time I see a cave now, if I'm driving along the road and I say, hey, visit Harmony Cave or visit this, yep. uh-uh, I'm going the other way.
2: Now, the caves in Wisconsin are really I'm cool. never going in a cave. Really? Ever. Never. Ever. Stalagmites? Nope. Stalagmites. No, no i are not going in a cave. Not okay. after this. Come on, let's go. A little GL on the road. Not right after huh? this. Let's hit her.
1: Logic number
0: two. Here, I didn't want to sound so uninformed.
2: About what? Here's the schematic from the Daily Mail. By, by the way, just to, as an add-on, the 11-hour trip yesterday to get the first four kids yep. only took nine hours to get the second four kids. Okay. So they got a system down. Go ahead.
0: Each boy is fitted with a full-face diving mask before entering the water, chaperoned by two divers, one of whom carries his boy's oxygen supply. The boys are instructed to pull themselves along using guide rope. In some cases, divers even use their arms to assist the children. After navigating jagged tunnels and rock walls, they confront a terrifyingly narrow choke spot, a sharp, a sharp upward bend is followed by a downward slope with divers having to turn as they ascend divers <sighs> remove oxygen tanks passing them through the gap while also guiding the child hey, 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 hey. yeah so what is what is happening is the uh, there's a seal on either side of a kid and the seals are carrying oxygen through which the boys are breathing, but they have okay. a, a face mask on right. and they get the oxygen that way and that's why I saw uh, in another schematic that oxygen tanks were stored throughout the route and then when, they'll run out and then they're coming to it they time it and they come to a spot where up on the rock has been a canister of oxygen placed for them
2: they grab that one and keep going okay, and what you said is when they get to that tight spot
0: the choke the choking spot they
2: need to take off their Stuff and it's handed to them because they need to go sideways to squeeze through. Wow. You're witnessing a miracle. But we are it, witnessing a miracle. But isn't it, as, as Americans, you say we're, uh, we are losing our, our touch with nature, our, our, our relationship with I, nature. Yeah, I don't mean
0: to be the Debbie Downer on no, this thing, no, but, but
2: you don't go in a damn cave in Myanmar, Thailand, when it's going to rain. But isn't it funny, though, how as humans... We immediately say, uh, let's we how do we get these kids? Uh there's a way we can get these kids out. And and we uh pretty arrogantly think, oh, we can do this. I'm uh I'm terribly impressed with the Thai SEAL team.
0: God yeah, right. these SEALs around the world, they must share quite a bond, huh? Our guys <laughs> our guys probably uh are just imagining these guys going through that and congratulating them. Oh, and,
2: darn it, I, I would love to, the, well, the SEALs, they would volunteer for that.
0: Especially and I, if it's kids. Can I get something else off my chest? Yeah. So I'm driving in the wilds of uh, southwestern Wisconsin mm-hmm. more than a week ago. Yeah. And I see this big truck, a freighter, at an intersection. Up, yeah. you know, except, and on the side were the words, inedible animal food. And I, I I paw I I puzzled over that for an hour. Eat. Inedible animal food.
2: So not even fit for animals. So why is it called food?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, where are we going with that? Where is that? What I mean, is where's the truck going So with of that? course I had to find out. So I looked it up.
2: Okay. You've got my interest. Uh he one. wants to know uh, well, who's gonna eat it. I have to
0: if it's food, it's still food for someone. Uh, within U.S. federal regulations, there is no definition of inedible animal food. Basically, inad- inedible animal food is inedible for human consumption. The Code of feg- Federal Regulations defines inedible as adulterated, uninspected, or not intended for use as human food. To give a little more insight into exactly what inedible animal food could include, the U.S. Code of Federal Regulations, CFR 314.10, called livers condemned because of parasitic infestation and for other causes. Conditions for disposal for purposes other than human food states, livers condemned because of parasites and... uh, There's some bad stuff in it. May be shipped from an official establishment only for purposes other than human food. OK, uh, livers can condemn because of conditions described in paragraph B of this section shall be in containers plainly marked inedible. So the only thing I can conclude, I'm not going to read this whole thing. The only thing I can conclude is that that's being taken somewhere to maybe make grease. Or maybe just to be uh, Fertil- fertilized. Yeah. I, I don't know. Huh. Inedible products can be shipped directly to pet food manufacturers, or these products can be sent to rendering facilities to be processed into various pet food ingredients. There are. But well, what they're saying is. Oh, you know, here's what they're saying it's inedible animal food. In other words, it's inedible for humans, but part of what's in my big truck here could end up uh, feeding your uh, little Fido. Okay. I think that's what it means. Okay. All right. Gotcha. But I mean, I looked at that and I thought, wait a minute. Yeah, In current edible, conditions I, I needed to know I I, <laughs> I had to find out what right. that meant Inedible animal food Meaning uh, it, Why wouldn't there have been a colon Or a semicolon or a comma Help a guy out when you're on the road And you're running into curious people Inedible Semicolon Animal food Or maybe it would be a colon I don't know So don't tell me I haven't ever educated you about anything you know, I'm off my chaps because I got so much stuff. Dan, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. I uh, just
1: streaming from uh, North Carolina here, hearing, hearing you guys talking about those uh, kids trapped in those caves. Uh, there's actually something pretty interesting going on with uh, Elon Musk. Is they quickly built
0: a uh, submarine for these little children? I don't have the, the link to the the. I read website that right now, but I yeah, read that. So I think it's, it's, that's amazing what people are doing. Right away, you know those guys who can go in there and save those kids, giving them the tools to do it is what uh, what really matters. Well, uh, the latest that I saw on the Elon Musk thing is that that the submarine would not, would not work because it won't fit through the choke point. Okay, yeah. yeah, I just I just thought that was cool
1: that you know those guys sprung to action and came up with uh, some plan. I know they're still working on a couple other ones, but
0: thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, it is amazing.
2: Human nature is basically good, isn't it? Uh, yes. Not even for the most part. Pretty much, almost all. You get a couple of knuckleheads, but that's is about John it. Is John
0: Height in the house?
2: Uh, he is working today. All right. So we're good. And. Sp-
1: Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number Three.
3: Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Sorry sorry about that new guy remark. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, it came from Height, not me. (laughs) Sunny. (laughs) It's 86 degrees. This update brought to you by Frad Lodi's Ace Hardware and Garden Store, proud sponsor of the beer show, Thursday nights with Mr. Reemers here on 1500 ESPN. Twins just beat up on one of the worst teams in baseball. Now another bad team comes into Target Field. The Royals in to kick off a three-game series tonight. Jose Barrios goes for Minnesota. Danny Duffy for Kansas City. Speaking of Barrios, just named last night to his first American League All-Star team. He was the only twin pick. Eddie Rosario is one of five finalists for the fan vote that they do every year. That order will be announced Wednesday at 3 in the afternoon. Minnesota United adding its first player of the summer transfer window today, signing winger Romario Ibera, 23-year-old Ecuadorian. To complete the transfer, Minnesota used Target Allocation Money, a major league soccer fund created to acquire players who <laughs> earn higher what? salaries and are expected to be key influencers on the field. I'm target glad we allocation have money.
2: Target Allocation Money.
3: Yes. To do what? Sign players. Good guys. Uh, yeah, oh. you, you can sign players who earn a little higher salaries and uh, expected to be. Influencers, they call them. On I the see. field.
2: I wish we so. had that garage logic allocation <laughs> yeah. money. Is that is that do we have that fund I don't here? Think we
3: have that. Okay. News notes from today. Family members of Thurman Blevins, the 31 year old man fatally shot by Minneapolis police last month, spoke on the steps of Minneapolis City Hall this morning, calling it a murder by the officers involved in the incident. According to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the agency leading the investigation into the incident, Blevins had a gun when he was shot by officers on June 23rd. A 911 call told police dispatchers a man who appeared intoxicated was firing a gun into the air. According to the BCA, when officers got there, they found Blevins and a woman family members said was his girlfriend sitting on a curb near 48th and Camden. As officers approached him, he ran off and the BCA said he was carrying a silver and black gun. After pursuing him for several block, uh, blocks, both officers fired their guns. Blevin was pronounced dead at the scene. A family member today, citing complaints against the against the officers involved, uh, his older sister Darlene Blevin said they had time to catch him, they had time to tase him, they had time to grab him or tackle him down. Family members and other supporters are planning a Wednesday night meeting at Jenny Lind Elementary in North Minneapolis. And a spokesperson for the BCA said details are also being worked out regarding a possible meeting with um, community members and the BCA. Police in Maplewood asking for the public's help in locating a stolen van they say is used to transport individuals with disabilities. A tweet from the department said the 2011 White Econoline van has hashtag 27 TSE stickers on the back windows and its license plate is VP3245. They well, said the van belongs to TSE, Inc., an organization that serves people with disabilities. If you locate the van, you are asked to call 911. Doesn't sound like a highly sought-after vehicle. at
2: 2011 no.
3: Econoline? Yeah, yeah, I saw a picture. It's just one of those large white vans with a lot Got of windows. It. So, Michael Cohen's new attorney came out firing this morning against President Trump and his attorney, Rudy Giuliani, challenging Giuliani over a recent interview and claiming the president and his lawyer together calling for the truth was... Good oxymoron. Lani Davis, who previously worked for President Bill Clinton's administration, has staunchly defended Hillary Clinton after her loss to Trump, the one after Giuliani's call Sunday for Cohen to cooperate with federal prosecutors and tell the truth. About what? What, what, what is Cohen on the, on the dock for? Uh, about uh, what is he charged with, you mean? Or, yeah. Well, what, what is Cohen? The payments? well the that's, payments that's to just, the porn the porn guy that's porn woman part of it apparently porn guy yeah Whatever. careful yeah. and
2: uh, giuliani was quoted on uh this mm-hmm. week with george yesterday as saying that's a personal problem that's not a presidential campaign problem hmm. and much to my surprise alan dershowitz didn't come to the aid of president trump but said you can't get in a president's mind if they pardon someone or or does something like you can't you can't say this is what he should have been thinking
3: when Giuliani was pressed about whether he had concerns about what Cohen could tell investigators he said zero none as long as he tells the truth or home free President Trump has narrowed his choice down to four candidates ahead of tonight's nomination announcement. His second U.S. Supreme Court justice pick in less than two years into his presidency Judge Wapner. M- multiple sources say the final four individuals are Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Raymond Ketledge, and Thomas Hardiman. Let's go with Ketledge. It's going to take place based
0: in, on my reading. Let's go with Kathleen. Okay.
3: Is he going to do this on TV? Is this like a reality that, TV? I think, thing? yeah. Eight o'clock tonight, central
0: really? time. Prime You're Prime hired. Address. Well, <laughs> then he'll pick the one that would, would be the
3: most entertaining to him. Right. Like, yeah, well, yeah. Let's not try <laughs> to get in his head. <laughs> he'll make the announcement from the White House's East Room, uh, eight o'clock central time on television. Uh, As you were talking about, Joe, eight of the 12 boys trapped in that flooded cave system in far northern Thailand are safe and recuperating in a hospital after another four were brought out by divers on the second day of the rescue operation. The boys brought out of the dark, winding cave are safe and conscious, said Chiang Rai, province acting governor Narongsak Asanakorn, who was in charge of the rescue effort. The Prime Minister was visiting all eight in a nearby hospital that they were helicoptered to. The operation began at 11 in the morning, took nine hours. That's two fewer than yesterday's, with rescuers helped by the experience they've accumulated, according to Nagarong Sak. Rescuing the remaining five people, though, which includes the boys' 25-year-old soccer coach, could take more than one operation. Rescuers are taking the strongest boys out of the flooded cave first, according to the acting governor, who's heading the rescue mission. They may seem counterintuitive, but the reasoning for that was that officials wanted the boys who had the best chance of surviving to get through the escape route first. Also, rescuers wanted to give divers the chance to go through the route several times before they get to the boys who may be weaker. When they're being extracted from the cave, each of the boys wears a dive mask as they enter the water. The children can barely see anything in front of them. They're led by a diver who's carrying their oxygen, uh, oxygen tank and guided by a rope. Another diver follows from behind. Mm. Yeah. I can't take yeah. it. I trust, know, me. I know. trust me. Even
0: though you can't see anything, yeah. trust right. me. That makes perfect sense to get the strongest ones out first. They're trying to, they're trying to create life. They're trying to get the most survival that they
3: can. I think it makes incredible sense to how, do it that way. How can, I don't get the pinch point thing, though. That's 15 inches? I don't. How do under, you get through? Well, I, I, they're, I mean, they're skinny kids.
2: I mean, I saw pictures of them. They're all pretty skinny, and they play soccer, so they must be active. But you can't with that canister. You have Ooh. to take it off. Ooh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, hey. Don't look the Just Don't look me. God
3: almighty. Tab Hunter, the tall, blonde, blue-eyed movie star who was a teenage idol in the 50s, one of, one of the last products of the Hollywood studio system, has died in California. He was 86 years old. His death confirmed by his spouse, Alan Glazer, who said the cause was cardiac arrest after a blood clot moved from Mr. Hunter's leg to his lung. He was Arthur Gellian. 17, when the agent Henry Wilson gave him a new name, added him to a roster of clients that included Robert Wagner, Rock Hudson, and Rory Calhoun. His breakthrough movie was Battle Cry in 1955, in which he played a Marine. It was not until 50 years after Battle Cry, when he wrote his autobiography, that Mr. Hunter publicly discussed his homosexuality and his love affair with actor Anthony Perkins. He never stopped working, but he wouldn't return to the spotlight until the Maverick filmmaker John Waters cast him in a quirky comedy polyester in 1981 and made him hip for a new generation tab hunter was 86 years old uh and a death uh in the comic book world uh if you read comics in the 1960s growing up when i did uh, you know this fellow steve ditko comic- I, I do not know that you didn't read any marvel comics when nope. you were a kid
0: Nope. wow I, was... I, I read archie, Remember okay, archie? Jughead. okay i got you jughead
3: I read archie man. you didn't I like read that, any, any of the marvel comics? no i did not oh they were wonderful no. Uh, Steve did a lonely childhood. I don't know why I never uh, embraced the the comic
2: book uh, scene.
0: Well,
3: I would think, given your age, because we're, we're close. Yeah. that's right in your wheelhouse. Because it, it was the first comics that really dealt with anything that was somewhat real, even though uh, the characters were. I
0: don't think yeah. I ever consciously bought the comic book.
3: Interesting.
2: Let us in what what was the uh, the hobby at the time? What uh, when?
0: But no, no I, I, I I mean, what were you I, I'm not saying that I had a hobby that. Uh, 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 Prevented me from embracing comic books. I just didn't get around to comic books. (laughs) Steve
3: Steve Ditko, a comic book artist, best known for his role in helping to create Spider-Man, who, of course, is one of the most successful superhero properties ever, found dead at his home in Manhattan. He was 90. Death confirmed Friday. Along with Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, he was a central player. In the 1960s, cultural phenomenon known as Marvel Comics, whose characters today are everywhere, He had a handful uh, handed the early development of other signature Marvel characters, too, including, and especially, Doctor Strange. Spider-Man, though, his definitive character. Is Dave Dahl available? Yes.
0: You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sushare,
1: here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 86 degrees, heading for a high today of about 90. Partly cloudy skies, still a little humid out there. Dew point still pretty high, uh, but it is going to feel a little bit more comfortable tonight. Tonight's low down to 67 with partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, another very warm day, up to 87, a little cooler than today. East winds at 5, that'll keep it a little cooler. Then partly cloudy, mild tomorrow night. And then thunderstorms developed by late Wednesday or Wednesday night. Some of those could be strong or possibly even severe and produce some heavy rain. Wednesday's high, though, 92 degrees. It does cool down to 88 on Thursday. Back into the 90s, though, for Friday and Saturday. Some thunderstorms developed by late Saturday night. Um, scattered activity on Sunday, it's going to keep it a little bit cooler, but still pretty warm. 86 for the high temperature on Sunday. Monday of next week, a week from today, 80. Cooler and less humid then. Today, though, going for a hot and humid high up to 90. Right now we're at 86, Joe. All
0: right, thank you. Uh, John Hyde uh, in his uh, news mentioned that the family of uh, Thurman Blevins met today on the steps of Minneapolis City Hall. And uh, community activists and family members... Uh, of Thurman Blevins uh, and they're saying he was not a threat when he was shot and called on the officers involved to face criminal charges. That's premature for them to want that. They also said they don't want to meet with the BCA. They want justice. Uh, On Monday, the family members and activists said they have no interest in talking to the BCA and said in a statement that the only thing that will satisfy us is justice. Well, By now, we've come to understand what that means. Uh, The only form of justice that will satisfy them is to find the police officers guilty.
2: When they're calling, what if they're not? Right, a a murder. Those police officers did not go on their shift thinking they were going to try to kill a African American. American Mail. On
0: Monday, family members and activists said they have no interest in talking to the BCA and said in a statement that the only thing that will satisfy us is justice. I feel like my brother was murdered. I feel like that should have been the headline in the news. Blevins' sister, Darlene Blevins, told reporters, I feel like the police violate our lives out here. Uh, she described him... Uh, as a funny brother who tried to own up to his responsibilities he did not betray a life of violence at all blevin's cousin Sidney brown said his killing was an injustice and that the officer should have known how to take her cousin into custody well again this uh, we're, we're always placing a society between a rock and a hard place here uh, if if justice if the only form of justice that will satisfy the family is to find the officers guilty What what if they're not guilty?
2: We have rules in place to follow. We have no body
0: cam footage yet. I Uh, would hope that we get that. I want that, and that will help uh, understand. Help us understand. Authority said the officers' body-worn cameras recorded the shooting. That video has not been released. The officers involved, Ryan Kelly and Justin Schmidt, remain on paid administrative leave, which is standard procedure. Uh, Brown. Said Mayor Jacob Fry's office has indicated it hopes to let the family review the body cam video next week before a public release. What what if the body cam video shows that uh, Thurman Blevins was, in fact, a threat, had a gun in his hand and uh, was was going to shoot the officers? Well, what justice do you want then?
2: Right, we don't know until we see the body cam. So neither party, the, the family who they're distraught, they're. Are, I'm very sorry for their loss, but they can't demand anything until you have the facts. If the body
0: cam footage
2: is not released,
0: that I would join those holding the authorities in
2: suspicion. Yeah, that, that mistake cannot happen. It has to be released, whether it's good, bad, ugly, whatever the case may be. Full, di- full disclosure is the only way to, to heal all these community wounds. But
0: I don't know how we're supposed to deal with the attitude that we don't want to talk to the people. We don't want to talk to the people. That's foolish. Running this investigation. We don't want to hear what they say. The only thing that will satisfy us is justice. Well, that's Tantamount to saying the only thing that will satisfy us is holding the two police officers uh, for murder. That's that's what they're saying. What if they're not guilty? What are they capable? Is the family uh, uh, capable of accepting the fact that. That uh, their brother, cousin, uh, what whatever relationship he might have been to the people gathered today at City Hall. What if, what if uh, you see the body cam footage and you end up siding with the police? I, I, if you end up siding with the police, then I guess you're going to accept that as as justice. Uh, but if, if you're going to deny it, then you know we went through this before with uh, Nakima Levy Pounds, mm-hmm. who. Uh, You 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 couldn't give her a parking ticket.
2: No, they want to force their. She wants to force her own agenda, and it's her way or the highway. Well, then the only
0: sense of justice that
2: apparently is being
0: sought by the Blevins family is finding the officers guilty. Period. There is no other. There is no wiggle room there. That's the justice they're they're seeking. What if that isn't the case? Then are we supposed to? And has
2: but but has the fact uh, they're going to be proprietary about their brother or Mm -hmm. their their friend or relative. But if, if he was enti- what if, let's just play devil's advocate, what if there was something going on there that, that he did where the, the police were obviously threatened? Uh, given that information, are they going to go back and say, no, nope, we still want them prosecuted? They uh, can't say anything until they get the facts.
0: Ronald sent me an email. Do you, do you guys remember that time when two non paying customers got kicked out of a Starbucks? And liberals threw such a big temper tantrum that the Starbucks employees were forced to take diversity training. Remember that? Uh, of
2: course I remember that. Then
0: one. eight paying customers were kicked out of a red hen and they cheered. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, along those lines, uh, off-site correspondent Downing has a note. If this so-called civil war takes place, you know, a civil war in this country, yeah. which God forbid, uh, it should be over quickly, he notes. <laughs> If it breaks down the way I think it does, red versus blue, liberal versus cons- conservative, constitution versus the mystery, doesn't one side pretty much have all the guns? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. You have to look at it it's not last with long. a sense of comedy right now because the last thing we want is a civil we war. We want to take you over. That's a we good don't have point. any weapons. That's a good point. You don't want any guns, <laughs> you don't have none. Right. You don't have any bargaining power. That is a good point. Two non-paying customers got kicked out of Starbucks, and eight paying customers got kicked out of a Red Hen, and the proprietor of the Red Hen became became a darling of the mystery, just a darling of the mystery. I just don't think we should live like that. I think you you know you're in business to make
2: money. I don't you serve the person. You know, I'm taking the money at at Rookies uh, Cafe. I'm taking well, the money. and 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 columnists for
0: the Washington Post. Uh, his name escapes me. Uh, uh, Today, in the Pioneer Press, had a piece. Look, if the left keeps acting like this, you're virtually guaranteeing a Trump election victory. The left keeps thinking that they'll shame the people who voted for Trump into returning to the Democratic camp. And and really what polls are finding is that this is just strengthening the allegiance to Trump. The more you have Robert De Niro screaming profanities right. and Samantha B and kicking people Cynthia out of restaurants Nixon. and chasing people out of the Mexican restaurant in Washington, the more you carry on with that, I don't think it's winning any, uh, any favors for uh, the Hillarys. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. A bicyclist was killed in South Minneapolis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Saturday, early evening, struck by a car. Uh, the cyclist uh, and the driver of the car completely uh, cooperated, no alcohol involved. Uh, it sounds like the cyclist blew through a stop sign. Oof. He was identified as seventy three year old Halu Degaga. He was traveling east on twenty second street east, which is controlled by a stop sign, meaning he apparently didn't stop. Okay. The car was traveling south on twenty sixth Avenue, which has no stop sign. The two collided at the intersection. Mm. What does that suggest?
2: It suggests that the bicyclist was in the wrong, unfortunately. It's just not that important to to get there on a bike.
0: 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 86 degrees. More garage logic coming up shortly.